0: Hi, this is Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment, and this is another episode of The Tingle Zone. In this episode, I'm talking with James Owen Roberts, who is an amputee empowerment coach. James is a TEDx speaker and author, and has represented his country at four world championships and in two Paralympics. This interview is slightly different from our usual episodes, as the business element is very much a consequence rather than being the main focus. However, the mindsets and attitudes are all very relevant to us all. In our discussion, we explore James' relationship with his condition and how his stubbornness enabled him to adapt to situations in order to make things work, his journey through sport representing his country in three different disciplines, and the challenges, both physical and mental, of being an athlete. And of course, we do find out how his experiences in sport, including dealing with the failures, Set him up for success in business. Before we jump into the interview, if not already done so, please have a listen of my TEDx talk. If you go to my website, businessenjoyment.com, a pop-up will appear, giving you direct access. This talk sets out my ethos that life and business is about so much more than just money, and sets out how you can be successful and happy at the same time. So do check that out, but for now sit back, relax. Think about what you could do if you put your mind to it, and most of all, enjoy.
1: My name is James Owen Roberts. I am a two-time Paralympian, TEDx speaker, empowerment coach, and I was born with a, a, a congenital disability. So you're...
0: What you do is very much a product of who you are and your journey
1: comes through what you're trying to do. It's been a transition now, Andrew. And I've gone from, if we start right at the back back of the journey of uh, becoming a coach, obviously I worked in a gym uh, as a personal trainer. It's evolved to going online, to becoming uh, what I described as a a transformational coach. And long-term, is probably to go into like motivational speaking or speaking engagement long term because it's a it's a greater impact than having a one-to-one experience it's hundreds it could be thousands of people so that's where I see my transition going
0: Mm. yeah absolutely and because there's a sorry so tell us let's take us go back to the game because you said that you you were born with a congenital disease but then you mentioned amputation so take us through your story
1: with that uh it was If we go right back to the beginnings my mother was told by the radiographer due to the nature of the disability and what he could see and be it the 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 bones didn't fully develop etc i shouldn't be able to walk and my family it upon themselves to kind of well let's not tell james that when he, when he's young because that's, that's creating a limiting belief let's throw him to the walls throw him in the deep end and see what he does and obviously from that i've learned to crawl i've learned to walk uh maybe my pace but i've overcome it and I've always looked at the disability negatively sometimes in my lifetime, and then maybe some, maybe in later life, more more positive and more proactive as well. This is to a to a, this is a quote I I wrote down uh, la, uh, last year actually on my uh, bank statement. Uh, it's from the Avengers: "Of our differences are what what makes our." Uh, superpower and obviously the, the disability has given me a position within my marketplace to kind of go, hey I'm willing to be vulnerable and to showcase what p- other people might call flaws and things like that because it's a journey it's, it's 36 well nearly 36 years old now of being able to come to terms with the disability, live with it uh, and coexist. But all that doesn't happen if I don't have a probably a stubborn family of, okay, we know he's disabled, we know he's different, we know he's gonna be, there's gonna be some adverse moments in in his in his life. So what? Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's treat him as if he was able bodied and act like that in, in, in kind. And and that's where I've anything to do around my peers growing up very sporty uh, so I, I was very adapt, inept and very uh, adaptable in terms of being able to go well I can participate and take part but I might have to put, go and goal I might have to play in defense because I know my disability is going to be a liability to myself because I don't want to be have people running circles around me so it was I was probably very astute to be able to be very mindful to kind of go okay this is how everybody else is doing it I might not be able to do it that way how do I adapt and overcome it so I think I was about five six when I was first doing that and I don't know what my mum's doing at the playground but she saw me sitting on the side and not not taking part but she could kind of see the t- cogs turning in terms of he's trying to work out uh, this this problem to be over overcome, it. and then within a couple of days of playing with my peers on on, on the juggle gym, and it's been pretty much like that ever since. Of if you were to tell me no, I'd probably find a solution to find find a way to to overcome that that problem that you're presenting with me. So if you say it can't be done, watch me. It, it Maybe I take a more charismatic and maybe diplomatic approach now as an adult because kind of go, well, I've got to maybe suss out all the scenarios and do I really, really want to do this? Not just because I just want to prove you wrong. Uh, and I've probably in the last year maybe 18 months have kind of cultivated to go back into some of that mindset because it's like it's some might say it's nostalgic and you're living in the past but some of that still it's still useful and i can utilize it so why not utilize it to kind of show to others as okay in spite of being different and having a disability and whatever word you want to use from a stigmatized perspective it's like it's not it's not held me back it's it's put me in a position to be able to uh, and give me a platform Mm. enabled me to be to go on to to succeed in sport sport has given me a platform to be able to speak on on podcasts and without giving recognition to the disability none of that is possible
0: Mm. No, absolutely. It's a case of owning it without being ruled by it kind of thing. Um, and I mean, when you were back, when you were younger, did it, did it feel like, well, what, what, the image that came up in my head, let's see how close this is, but it's almost like, I kind of going to go through like, um, I'm expecting to hit a load of brick walls, but I know I can get over them or round them or through them or whatever. So I know a brick walls coming, but I'll get around it. Is is that how... Life felt like you
1: uh, as a young age. I think so, and I think because of the sport, it it was not necessarily going round the brick wall or oh, going definitely. over it. It's like okay, it's in the way. Let's might as well go through it. Yeah, and I know people find that challenging to to want to challenge their their struggles head on, but not going away. Um, and they're not gonna get any smaller by not dealing with them. Uh, so I think with me, and it's something that I'm trying to backwards engineer and to dissect for other people as well. What did I actually do? Because I'm not writing this stuff down as I'm going, <laughs> carrying out live. As what, What uh, now that I'm an adult, what What was it that was a mindset to to be able to be able to take on these things and not really care about it. Okay, it does help that you were a child because you think of lofty expectations without really blinking blinking an eye. So it's going back and kind of going, well, in that circumstance, why did I choose to go head first into something as opposed to maybe standing still, contemplating all the, 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 the objections of what could go wrong and contemplating the the circumstances after the fact um and this is probably where i i i bounce off other people that are very similar it's it's very much it's action it's like it's i'm not reacting to the situation it's this is what i want and this is what i'm going to go after and we'll think about the consequences after the fact negatively or positively so i think I wasn't afraid of that. And I think because I had a very supportive family and a very supportive um support network as well. Of okay, you do this, we'll support you, we believe in you. You make mistakes along the way, that's okay. Of we'll big we'll big you back up and kind of go, you're the dog's bollocks to a certain extent. And um this came up the other day. Because uh, we were having a discussion, my mom and I have. Um, we, we watch we watching some sports channel, sports program, documentary, something like that, and the person happened to be very uh, tunnel I like, like very what single minded, single minded, and, and I was like, well, I was never like that. She's like, yes, you were. <laughs> like, like, okay. But that's the perspective. It's like I didn't de- desert, I didn't deem that I had a single focus on on what I wanted to achieve. Some people will call that an obsession. Uh, and she is to say, like, right. I I put my ego down today, and I've thought about it. It's like, well, it is true because I gave people some some ultimatums at time. It's like you can move to one side, or I run you over which you want to do is it's like you're not in alignment with what i want thus i can i can kind of discard you and i see i see why that she said it from a negative perspective is because it's not very empathetic of other people because it's like well the world doesn't revolve around you i know that now but probably growing up Mm. being a teenager you don't see things as that way it's like it's the glass glasses kind of rose-tinted to certain extent yeah yeah.
0: now yeah i mean you talk about sort of self-examination of where your mindset is and what how you got through you know what you did when you were younger and and obviously you talk your your parents are a big influence on how you think and how you got started in that mindset what 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 shapes their mindset you know because other parents might have been just as supportive but coddled you and 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 taken down a
1: different route so what, what shapes your parents mindset that um takes them Helped you into that position. Well, my mother lost her father at fifteen years old, so that's going to give you some adversity no matter what. Uh, my dad is African American, so he grew up in pretty much civil rights, nineteen sixty. So, I, 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 they, they've got an open mind perspective on looking at every perspective as not, not one. Factor in in the world is correct as what makes me have the mindset that I've got is the very I think all my family to a certain extent are stubborn in some ways and shape or form in terms of they won't back down on certain things. Always willing to learn about anything. If you don't know, go and look it up. Mm. If you don't. If, if if I ask a question to them now, it's well. If you don't know what that word is, go look at the dictionary. If you don't know what that uh, event is in history, go look it up on in internet. Um. there, yeah, Thank you for that. That's uh, very useful. Uh, and um.
0: So so take us through to the. You you mentioned being at school and and working out how to adapt and fit in. And <laughs> turns out you're quite single-minded, even though you didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> Bring us up to how, he, how, how you said you mentioned you're a sporty, but um, obviously the point where you're playing volleyball. So what, what's in between that,
1: those two points? Well, I think my mum wants to give me some discipline. So the first thing that I got involved with was with karate. And, and I think my first sensei or instructor uh, back then was way ahead of his time because he was willing, willing to go out of his way to be inclusive for me to be able to partake in, in, in the thing. So he, he could tell that kicking and things like that were going to be a bit of a challenge and, and things like that. So a lot of my routines to do more about the upper body. Um, And I was talking about this today on my podcast about, I don't know how I managed to do a forward roll with a prosthetic. I still can't imagine doing that now without hurting myself. But I guess as you, you learn to fall properly. You, you progress, whereas I probably I'm out of practice, so I probably would prefer to do it, to hurt myself. I don't think they want to do that. Uh, so I did that for a little bit, and I always thought that I was a bit naughty in in the in the lessons, and that's why I I kind of left it to one side and only got my white belt. And we were talking about this, I think a couple months ago, my mom and I, and she's like, No, 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 it wasn't probably some of it was the discipline I was being a bit naughty and be a bit cheeky but it was a new instructor came in and he wasn't willing to obviously think outside the box Uh, so we left Um, so the next sport that I did at about 10 say 10 was 10 pin bowling because I'm on a military international military base with a, a strong presence of Americans and and bowling you could go all the way up into to, to universities as a career and, and, and then if you're good enough go professional so I did that for about 12 13 I had to stop because I, I, I but by, by the time I was 11 I I was doing swimming as well and I couldn't do the two uh together because I'd train every, all week with swimming Monday to Friday and compete on the weekends and we'd do bowling on the weekends it's I don't see a future in bowling. Um, I'm enjoying life as a swimmer as much as I can because it's uh, a sport that my mum was trying to think outside the box as what sport can James do that his disability won't be, won't be a hindrance. And swimming was one of those that it ended up being that. Uh, I think the very first coach I had, that's no longer with us. Uh, they'd hashed out a plan to, well, what stroke could we use that James could use his disability to his to his advantage? And I swam. I started swimming butterfly, I think at twelve. And in the league I was in, nobody was doing that at the time. One of my coaches approached me one day. Well, have you ever thought about doing disability sport? I was taken aback by that comment. I didn't know what to say. It's like, okay. All I've ever known up until this point is able-bodied sport. And what I've seen has been on the television set. And this is obviously showing my age a little bit. The Paralympics would have been like two-hour two highlight show, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But for for two weeks. So my, so my prejudice towards it was very negative. It's like, well, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to go into uh, a movement that's not even getting the coverage? That it deserves now. I mean, did you uh,
0: did you even identify as being disabled at that point? You were you re- rebelling re- against that to a certain extent? I mean, I was
1: probably fighting against that because it's like, well, everybody I see is able bodied, uh, left, right, and centre. It was uh, probably an identity crisis to a certain extent. Of uh, well, I and I think for me, uh, I'm, I'm quite polite anyway. I will listen to people's point of view. I, I didn't know what to say to her. Mm. Um, I went home that evening. And my mum was fuming. She's like, "Well, why did she say that to you?" Uh, I I did thank. Um, I know her son still quite well now, and I said, "Well, send send her uh, my my thanks for obviously where we got to twenty years later because I I never foresaw that ever happening. So it was. I think once we what bygones be guy bygones and kind of went, well, okay well let's see where things take us uh the head coach of the team was coaching off base as well and he knew of uh, a coach that was disabled and was co- he was head coach of a able-bodied program but then coached a disabled uh, team on the side as well so he gave me a contact details um i went down in the summer after our season finished to do a, a tryout um, as i'll put it loosely and i think the the organization like team managers etc i thought they just were i was going to be just the average joe on the block of I'm oh, just going to be disabled and just wants to do swimming as a hobby i did the training session as i would do any training session just got on with it and my mom was poolside with the management and she said when we got back in the car their eyes lit up. It's like Christmas, birthdays, all came at once. Within the space of 12 months, 18 months, I was in our development program for GB. Nice. And they had like they had a triangle of you've got your sport, you've got your education, and you've got your social life. One's got to give. So me being, I'll say socially inept a little bit, I wasn't very, I wasn't social butterfly a teenager or maybe i was i wasn't the one i want the recluse but i would be quite shy and reserved and being in the background so it's like for me that's easy choice i can get rid of my social life because i want to succeed in sport and education i've got no choice i've got there's no choice on the matter i've got to stay in it for the next two years and if i want to progress further on that's my choice and but for me it was like well uh, in my education, I was quite mediocre. I was quite happy content with being above average, and my fa- my parents hated it. It's like James, you could put you, you could challenge yourself a lot more academically than you do. It's in the only aspect that didn't listen because it's like, well, I want to do sport. <laughs> I'm above average. When I've gone to speak in front of schools, they've hated when I've said that. The, 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 the <laughs> faculty, the kids love it. Cause uh, I, I got average grades, but look where I got to. Uh, and then you can kind of see this smile on especially like secondary school and college. It's like, no, 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 I'm on a second. I haven't got to the other slide yet. I did go to university, so I'm bright. Um, one of my teachers before I changed schools, uh, I don't know what the motives were. And this is a conversation I'd love to have with him now you'd amount to nothing just because I was wrong crowd academically and I wasn't doing very well and it just changed schools was like night and day as well if you want to put in extra work we're going to reward you for it and it boosted my confidence in the sporting arena because like well, okay if I'm if I've got confidence and I I I I can teach her along arrogant to almost arrogance I've got the belief that nobody can beat me in terms of, well, if I show up and give my best, no matter what you do, I'm better than you based on numerics, et cetera, skill. And I think that's probably why once I made it into the disability world is like, well, pff, hey, what's what's stopping me? It's, it's the, the, the Paralympics are within arm's length, okay long ass arm but they were in they are within touching distance yeah. and it's all a case of just being in the right place at the right moment uh but so
0: when you went into the the, the um program mm-hmm. was, was it with the paralympics in mind and these are the paralympics you're going to aim for kind of setup Was that why really- well,
1: it's the, the this is where the probably the paralympics differs. To, that's why i get annoyed when i watch the olympics they're always moaning especially the British teams. Oh, we couldn't do this. It's like you, you're at the pinnacle of your sport. Why are you making excuses? So, so if we rewind back to, to your question of aiming for the a Paralympics, my every year is based on um how do they do it? It's based on your age group. This is why I think it's stupid. Uh, and it's, calibrated against whatever the world record is in your particular uh, stroke and then your classification. So I qualified for the national team as a breaststroker. And obviously my, I can't remember what the world record was. Uh, And I don't think it's been broken for a while, but it was a, well, yeah, I think it was a Ukrainian. And so it's quite poignant of what, what, what we're recording right now. So it didn't matter how old you were. And this is why I think the Olympics make too many, and especially probably able-bodied sport-making, they always use an age as as an excuse as, well, this person hasn't matured yet. Mm. If you look at the Paralympics, some of these are medalists like 13 years old. Mm. The competition doesn't care what age you are. You're you're side-by-side with me. I'm going to look at your ability and that's it. You, You might be better than me. You might be worse than me. I don't look at how old you are. It, it's it's one of those things. So for me, we were probably looking at the Athens Games in 2004. And this is where I did probably throw my toys out a little bit afterwards. Um, I'd hit the international qualifying time to go to the Games. And this is the same in the Olympics as well. Britain's got its own qualifying time. So even though I was ranked six in the world, it didn't matter. So for me, it was... It was hard because it's like, well, I've qualified, but I'm not going. So this doesn't seem right. And at eighteen, and it's like, well, this is this is shit. It's like, well, so watching the games themselves was it was hard. Yeah, it's like, well, I think I I think in the end I'd have finished fifth. So I would have. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. But it, you never know because I might have wrote the coat co- the coattails of the of the 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 atmosphere and and, and over delivered but i think it was it definitely was a motivator for for beijing in l.a because like well i don't want this to happen again mm. i'd transition to a different sport by that point and i'd probably use that as fuel as well you didn't make one games I nearly didn't make that games because I didn't perform in trials and, what uh, so just are you do you say you're rowing now is that yeah rowing at that point what, what was
0: it that switched you from because it sounded like you were talking with the swimming that you changed stroke and you, you might
1: be in a better position but you, you no I, just, I changed sports and so we oh, I apologize about that no, that's all right I'm just wondering uh I got dropped from british swimming I went to university in October I would no longer program by December wow. uh but for me, I'd seen the writing on the wall because I was very, very close the year before when I was still in high school. Um, and um, oh God, I don't remember what his job title is. He, he was the like, Development Officer for Wales, but for, with directly with British Swimming. My mom knew I'd already made the team, but she he said, oh, don't tell James because then he might perform. I didn't perform. And then I was in tears and I was told I made the team again. I did the exact same thing in 'oh five, and it's like, "Well, he's going to perform." No, I did worse. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the time to save my life. So, because it's like extra pressure. It's like I know I need to make these times, and I'm just swimming slow. I'm just swimming worse. Uh, so when I was subsequently dropped, I, I was like, "Oh,
0: were you? Were you not hitting those times? Was that a mindset thing? Was it purely about oh. the pressure, or was it?"
1: I think it's mindset, it's technique, it was all, all there's a number of different factors as why I wasn't hitting the times. So when the, con- the the call came, I think about a day or so before we were gonna break up for Christmas, uh, I got the phone call. So like, well, would, would you like to try your hand at rowing? Is it all right? Let's speak to my mum. Mum probably already knew about it, and. I've turned this conversation into a TEDx talk now, so it's uh, and I ran it past. It. But she said to me, "You could be very, very good, or absolutely you She don't remember saying that, but I saw it as a po- double positive. It was like, well, this could work out and be the next sport, or it doesn't, and we do something else, and we do something else, and we do something. I think the the sports on option was rowing, cycling, something else. I mean, was, rowing. Rowing was the one
0: option. Was that was that from the performance coach thinking these are things that you're probably going to be good at? Well, let's switch in, or we've got some gaps in these places. We can fit you in, and let's see if you're any good.
1: Rowing was making its debut, so it was it was very new. I think the first World Championships it had done was in I think, 2004. So it, compared to swimming, it's very infantile in comparison because swimming has been going that since the very first one I think it's a bit of a both because it's like well we don't want to lose you your raw talent because it's there it's just it's untapped and you haven't found a discipline where you're potentially be able to maximise that talent um, rowing I never thought I'd be as good as I was but um, Went to the first trial. What should I do first? I can't remember. I think I went to Cardiff first, did the stuff on land, uh, technically, to do this, do this, do this, picked it up like it was nothing. Okay. What about going underwater now, James? Oh. I didn't think that was on the cards that I was willing to try this. Quite it's quite funny when I consider I spent eight years in a swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, so water shouldn't scare me, but I've gone in enough rivers now that the water's outside is hell of a lot colder than a swimming <laughs> yeah, yeah. pool. Um, so that was probably my apprehension of, well, what happens if the boat capsizes, etc., etc. It didn't happen, but, uh, and I loved it. It was, I think if you were to ask me, of all the career I had I, I I miss that the most because okay I'm I'm near a window as I'm talking to you but you've got to experience the seasons you've got to okay the winter is not particularly pleasant training outside but you see the autumn you see the you see the winter uh, you might have to train inside because the water's frozen which happened not that often uh you've got the spring and, and obviously you've got you've got the luxury of training when it's in the summers was quite nice so it it was it was nice to be able to be successful and and it was like a chain or reaction it was incrementally getting better and better Uh, I think that the trial went to um, to try and make the team they'd had like a, a standard they set of like initially do a thousand meters in four minutes. I think I was within a couple of seconds of that. The first time I have been on a rowing machine. Um, and the dialogue was, cause rowing has a world championships every year. So it's kind of not regarded in the same way as a, an Olympics or Paralympics. So they like, oh, don't worry about the 2006 world champs. It's like, I'm not doing that. If it's, if it's, if it's on the horizon, I haven't got a partner. That's your that's your problem. You need to get me a partner, and I want to compete. And the performance director liked the tone that I was using. It's like, well, I've never gone to a world championships. This is an opportunity. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna miss it. Uh, for me, it was amazing because it was in um, Dorney, so it was Eaton Dorney, to compete at home on that stage. Watched my first world championship. It was amazing. So what Olympics would have been like and you do well, I, I, I would have liked to have been able to, to enjoy. So we did the, I managed to get a new partner eventually uh, competing in that first world championships. We ended up finishing six, which I wasn't happy about. Um, when you say I
0: wasn't happy about, and obviously as a sports person, you want to win and I get that. Yeah. What does not being happy about it look like?
1: For me, oh, okay. I've never shared this with anybody, but that's probably I've I've come to terms with me as that person. I'm very, very, very uh, stubborn and too too much me, me, me. Uh I would live livid and I was blaming the other person. It's like, well, the other because per- the other person was still doing wheelchair basketball as well, so they weren't committed as much as I would have liked. So it's like, well, we would have done better if this person was would have been at training all the time and just not just me. Um how old would I have been I'm a bit 21, so obviously age is there. Um I'm a lot wiser now at 35. Uh I wouldn't go and speak to family until I'd calmed down. My mom knew that that's how I I, I got. I'm I've I've weathered the storm a bit more, I've 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 matured a lot more. It would be let's park it, let's socialize with family, and then we'll revisit it whereas then I couldn't let it go it's like I need to cool off I need to derig use any distraction tactics I can to calm down a little bit because I'm not happy with where we finished um we might have finished fifth at best maybe fourth
0: did you know that would, would you have accepted that at the time or in hindsight fourth or fifth you know is, is your best
1: hindsight probably but fourth then you're pretty bad you're pretty miserable because you he had not but for it to be I think in hindsight and now that I've retired sixth place that your first game isn't the first world championship is pretty good going uh, I think we had a field of 12 so for it to be your first world championships on home soil there's, there's no pressure so to speak but you still want to do well for your home public so I I liked it we went back to base and it's like, well, I'm going to have to get better because the following year is uh, Olympic, um, not Olympic selection, uh, Olympic um, qualifying. So the top, the top eight boats qualified automatically. This is where rowing is different to every sport. The people that qualify the boat don't automatically get selected. So you could qualify the year before again and not go because you'd be beaten that season of the games, uh, we finished eighth that year. So it was kind of just, I'd had a, not a great season myself, a few injuries here and there. Um, that season I, I probably got content too much as well. I've arrived here. I'm on the world stage. You know, I don't really have to, to do this much. And the sport is still, we're still progressing. Uh, so I did a lot of soul searching uh, after Munich and and kind of went, well, if you want to go to the Paralympics, you're going to have to perform a hell of a lot better than this because everybody's going to be gunning for you. Everybody's going to want your spot. And I think during that chat, I, I can't remember, if it was before the final or after the final, Talk Sport did an interview with me, and the interview was meant to be recorded. End up going out live, and they asked me, James, what would you do if you weren't selected for the games? I was like, I can't take my time to answer this because it's live. Because you can't do that, yeah. can't just reflect and kind of go, Well, i got got to give an answer, I can't give an answer that I'm going to regret. And I kind of went down the dim- dim- diplomatic approaches. Well, I'm going to do everything I can so that doesn't happen and then obviously when i came off the phone i told our media team "This this what they did they were fuming they weren't happy it was like it was meant to be this media being media they're obviously trying to always do that um so it prepared me i think in the future of these things are going to happen in terms of everybody wants to to make you unstuck and see how you respond uh, and in the 08 season i think i well You've got to end. It, it, it. We do the rowing machine first. And you need to finish in the top three. It's so like, well, I'm not the best in the machine because I'm not an absolute machine. I'm not. A, I'm not. The other two are like absolute machines. Like, it's like I'll try and hang with them as long as I beat the other guy. I'm. 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 I'm all right. Uh, and I, I have got enough faith in my ability when it comes to doing on the water. I'll beat you guys. Uh, so. We went with the, the, the other two. One got binned because he wasn't good enough on, on the water. He was like really, really slow technique it was awful. And the other one was brought into the squad, has well not competition, but in terms of like head to head to, to who's gonna be the top dog and who goes who goes to the games. So on the training camp we had in Spain, I worked the floor with him. got no contest. We come to the day of selection, and this is where I know in Heinz that I made it a big deal, made it too big. I was like, I made the Paralympics like the Holy Grail. I was like, this is the the dog's bollocks. I massively crumbled under the pressure. I technically was rubbish. Um, People didn't know what the hell they were looking at. It's like, well, where's James gone? Because this isn't James it was like technically ropey. I I couldn't have performed any worse on the most important day of of my career to date. And obviously the other person beat me Uh, and they were going to make the final selection that day. And the the two years prior, the other person I beat always got a second chance, no matter what. Uh, the 07 season, I beat somebody by 30 odd seconds. They still got a second chance. So my corner went, well, hang on a second. It can't be one rule for everybody else and one rule for James to make a performance book and do whatever they like. So they gave me kind of this, ulti- my corner was going to sue him because, like, well, this is racial prejudice, blah, blah, blah. not because of the colour, but because they didn't find me and I was in the- Wales and Competing in England, so they were going to kind of bring a lawsuit. It's like, well, you 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 either you either give James a second shot. We go we go to court. We didn't go to court, but but where where I think where now I'm older, sport doesn't care. It's going to put you back in a corner, yep. and you make a make whatever decision you want to, and you have to live with it. Um, if 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 they they succeed after the fact of it, hey we created this monster um so for me it was i've got what doesn't serve doesn't help me from an outside perspective is i've got a quite a lazy affair attitude it rubs some people up the wrong way in terms of oh james doesn't care he's just he's just content of going through the motions it's like well in high levels once i moved up they kind of saw it's like i do care i wouldn't be mass battering my body left right and center every single day if I didn't care because I'm not a lunatic it's some people might might say I am but they could kind of see okay this, kid, this guy cares he, he 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 wants it and when the other person got hurt it's like yep thank you very much you've had an opportunity and you've squandered it I'm gonna firmly close the door behind me and thank you very much. And we'll see you next year. Um, kind of attitude. And then, obviously, do we do we have another try? I think we might have had another trial, and I beat him, and it wasn't it wasn't close. But I think I, I probably took it personally, and wanted to batter him uh, just to make a point. Uh, and then went to to, to China. I got in amazing shape. Uh, I've never been so... so uh, I wish I'd documented it, because six-pack, you name it, I, I was pretty ripped. Uh, but if you're leave, living, breathing, and sleeping sport, that's going to happen, because everything goes around it. So education, when I went to... I just, so any moment I had downtime, I was I was in my books. It's like, well, I need to be as best as i think i ended up getting a first but the first year doesn't matter but that was me kind of okay you've you've paid the faith for me let me prove that i do in i'm not just messing about here i'm, I'm just focusing on sport uh and and doing in my books and, and for me it was if i hadn't had probably academia or other side it would have been oh god it'd be miserable just training <laughs> It's it's not a nice existence. I've done it, but it's 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 you've you kind of exist in and you lose perspective. Yeah. Um. So for me to have the the, the academia to, to 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 ground me to a certain extent, well, you're at least learning, and you, with me doing sports science, I could implement some of the stuff and say, well, that's psychology let this series saying da, 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 let's see if it works in the real world or more applicable to me and and see if it works so it it was it was it was fun because it was when it came to further into education i could use all that information to kind of go well this is a theory this is how it works this is what happens in the real world and i can back it up i think it's it's worked hand in hand uh i ended up doing one more season in rowing how did, you, so how
0: did you do in Beijing?
1: Sorry, uh, we finished fifth, about this close of fourth. So be what was I think it ended up being like 0.8 of a second of fourth. Uh, so yeah. there was two different results that come up. It was one, that was, one on this on this grandstand one, which one time, and then one that came up on the notice board later on. There was like slight discrepancy, but. The, the Italian crew that ended up beating us—they caught a, a crab, so they obviously got a boat stopping. Uh, how would I describe it? It's pretty much if you make a mistake, it's catastrophic. It stops the boat, moment, and the momentum you had is gone. That was our race plan. of what, what I was told: was stick with the Italians, and if they can get anywhere then the medals, capitalize. Second stroke. They're still in the blocks. I'm thinking, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> the race plan has gone to complete that. There was no plan B. Oh <laughs> that was the race plans. They would the Italians and see what happens because we were on the outside. So being in lane one, you're totally disengaged from the entire, to, yeah. entire field now. Uh, and they beat us at the end of it being like point eight on the surge of the boat. So it's just a lot, so no matter what we, because I think families are, could you do anything to stop? No. The next surge would have been ours.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. We've been, uh, but it's too late. It's a, it's so a,
0: how did you react to
1: that compared to- To the 06? Um, my family were very surprised, night and day. Hmm. I accepted the result because we threw the kitchen sink at it and it wasn't good enough. And my mom was like, uh, where's James? <laughs> There's James. I didn't expect him to be like that. It was gracious. I, I, I did I did everything that I could on that day, and there wasn't anything else I could have done. Uh, okay. The next day I wasn't very happy because the whole the rest of the team got medals. I wasn't happy. But sitting here with you now, Andrew, I'm I'm a lot happier being fifth and fourth. <laughs> And that happened to the Italian crew twice in two games. Uh, and then, obviously, the world of that season, I'd obviously got to change against sports after that. The sport was talking about reclassifying a lot of athletes, and I was one of them. Uh, so they were talking about this after Beijing, but they weren't going to bring it in until the 20, the the 2009 2010 seasons, the old nine seasons, were going to be my last one. It's not finished the way that you wanted to. Hey, that's that's life. You've you 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 you've, you've done pretty well. It was that three world championships and Paralympics, and only started in disabled sport in 2004. It's not too bad. In 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 the long, run. and then I think when I'd come back get like a month before i go back to uni and it was going to be my final year so i said to my performance director i was like well i need to knuckle down now because like i've had my jollies to a certain extent uh i need to really do well academic because i was on a third at the, at the at that point it's like well i'm not coming out with a third because it would be, it would be i'm going say a waste of time but it's bit of a smack in the face to loads of people it's like i need to it's going to be some it's going to take a lot of work to get a 2-1 get the average but i'm willing to do that and i think i got into about maybe october november this is boring just going to bed going to going to lectures and i going to labs and sleeping and studying i need i need i need some fix so volleyball come on the scene as well. What's your thoughts about trying this? like, wow. We, we rewind 18 months prior. I was taking the piss about it when I was watching on TV in Beijing. It's so like, this is easy sport. Not anybody can take this up. And then when everybody says that to me when I did it, I was like, no, no, it's not as easy as it looks. Um, I did it. Uh, I probably wasn't as dedicated initially because... I'd more impressing priorities um, but I'll give it a chance uh, they created a team especially with London in mind um, Wales were trying to get as many Welsh athletes as they could in the British men's and w- women's team uh, I was this close maybe a bit shorter shorter leash of being on our second team Cause I wasn't showing the determination that what he wanted to see that I probably shown in, 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 rowing, but I can't remember whatever reason I got in some uh, saving grace, probably for, for, for argument's sake, that team went on to be in the na- national final in that first season. So I, 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 I I've done, I've done all right. Uh, Ended up coming out with a two two in my degree. I was very very close. Managed to, um, and I was very close to getting the first in my dissertation, which I, I was immensely proud of because it kind of it kind of proved to me it's like well, if you showed the dedication you had in sport in your academia, what is actually what's actually achievable? Um, and for me, if I knew all the amputees I know now, would have got first. And I know that for a fact. So for me, it was it's like, well, you've 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 done your academia now. Finished. And the opportunity came to go full-time and be based in London with the with the program. I, I made the team within. It wasn't as quick as Rome, but I I one of our other teammates is in the picture with me, he made it first. I was like, well, if he can make it, who's to say I can't? And once I made the team, I was rewinding a little bit. I got a phone call out of the blue. I was actually sat here. I don't know what I was doing. And the head coach had asked me, oh, do you want to go to the World Championships? Because somebody can't go. I don't know what they were expecting me to say. (laughs) I don't know if they expected me to say, no, I can't go. It's like, well, you're giving me a a chance to go to another World Championship. I'm not going to say no. I, I've got enormous pride to represent my country. Hey, I was out of my depth a little bit because it was new and yeah, I I was um, thingy, but I, I, those are my first few caps. So I guess for me, they were like, well, do you want, you don't have to ask me twice to go to world championships. Yeah, where, where do I need to be when? etc and then when we got home there was talk about setting up the program full-time so we could be the best team we could in London and I was like well I haven't got responsibility of university anymore I've got no kids I'm single hey I I saw how rowing worked out by going full-time it's no-brainer to me where do I sign Uh, So I gave it uh, a year to kind of say, well, I'll give it it a shot and see what happens. And it ended up being, when did we go to Egypt? I think 2012, one of my teammates couldn't go for family reasons. So I had to take his position as the Liberos Adventure Specialist. And for me, I had to be more vocal. Um, I'm not the most... Vocal person, in the seems well, I am now, but that's because I've I've got better at it. But at that time, I had to kind of like come out of my shell and, and be more uh, demanding and domineering on on the court. And that tournament, for all the other guys, they get they I garnered their respect as I stepped in for somebody else that was dependable. Okay. If I'm going to be harsh on myself, I didn't do as probably good a job as he could have done, but I did a good enough job that, say, eighty percent of the time, I do a good enough job. So for that's probably what gave me gave my opportunity for London to be. While James is dependable, he's going to turn up in in, in those in those rare occasions and perform, and then after I got selected for London, so uh, London. Was the last hurrah for volleyball, and 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 the same scenario was going to happen again with Rio in mind. Of what's the yeah, next? How far, did you get, how far did you get through? Uh, we got through the pool. I don't like team sports because you've got to play until you get a placing. So it, you've got we 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 lost the quarterfinals, and then you've got to go in the well, I call it like a loser brackets, and then we finished eighth in the end press were ruthless uh i retired in 2013 um unprepared um which people probably find that surprising up until now of having structure i thought the world owed me everything um and walk straight into a job no problem that wasn't the case uh spent two years unemployed uh and became a probably a shell of myself very very much you know victim mentality The world, 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 uh, sort of that everything, uh, everything owes me uh if i don't get what i want it's everybody else's fault that's not the case anymore it's like yeah you need to take up some of that responsibility um and eventually my mom had have been about me for years even at the end of my career like, why don't you go into personal training ready to do that because i wouldn't i didn't have any empathy towards you know people's circumstance it'd be if you're fat that's your fault not taking into account uh, type 1 diabetes uh, thyroid issues you name it i wouldn't i'd would just take it for face value of your fat you've caused it and through the the course of uh towards the end of being on an point i kind of went oh i'm sick of this um, family are sent to me. You're not a waste of space, but I could feel that I'm I'm just laying around the house. I'm not really contributing to, to 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 society or anything. I'm just I'm just existing. So I kind of went. Well, they've been at me to do this for years. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's throw caution to the wind. Uh, I didn't do any research. I just applied to the to, to the nearest. Uh, qualification um training center very lucky in that case because i've heard some horror stories down the years uh and then they did did an accelerated course of six weeks so i did the six weeks gain more empathy towards people by learning as well okay people are going to come at different parts of the journey in terms of why they want to get fit okay i get this uh and then obviously went into personal training um uh, I went in, well, into full-time employment, uh, working as a teaching assistant for two years. Some good, some bad. Um, I had a, I'm going to call it a nervous breakdown. Um, I think the school stress just pushed me over the edge because I hadn't dealt with some of the the trauma I'd, I'd experienced as an athlete. Um, one of my teammates, oops, one of my teammates, um, kill themselves and I was probably well I'll park it I'll, I'll deal with it when I retire we had a psychologist at the time I should have just gone to them and said well this is this is what my coach from another sport has just told me how do I overcome it and how do I deal with it because as much as I'd like to say I wasn't close to them I probably was so that probably hit me very hard and then everything probably came to a head uh, I wasn't looking after myself physically and nutritionally because of the stress of the job of just eating just eat garbage just to, to get through the day. So, long story short, was referred to see a counselor, and the person said, "Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to work to going back to the day job in teaching, or do you want to look for life after this job?" life after this job because I don't see the future in this because I don't, I don't, I'm not passionate about it. And obviously worked on that. And we started doing the coaching business that I'm doing now. of Doing, laying the foundation, laying the groundwork that when I leave the the profession of teaching, I'm hitting the ground running in business. Uh, And obviously now we are nearly three years on. Uh, It's gone from strength to strength. Uh, there's been some obviously ups and downs uh, but I think for the the pandemic has helped because it's been able to garner some recognition to online training as it, there is merit in it it's like off the gym shot, you've got no alternative if this is online or we go some sort of hybrid and think people are well they're either in two camps or either they embrace the online and this is even coaches or they think well, there's no part for it. And person is the way for is like, no, it's not about you. It's the coach is what the 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 but- the client, the client or the customer want. If they want to do it in their house, or if they want to do it via an app because of safety or or things like that, it's not about you. So I probably learned a lot uh, of over the the last what we now 10 years more so probably than i have done in the first 25 of hey it's not about me there are aspects of my journey that i can be able to give to other people to kind of go well this is the problem this is the adversity that is created here is a solution i'm not saying it is it's going to work for you but let's come up with a solution to your dilemma because everybody's going to face adversity as you mentioned in the beginning but it's coming up with a game plan of how are you going to overcome it because victim or, vic- or victor is a, ch- is a choice you i'm not saying you're never going to be a victim because that's not that'd be untrue but it's trying to, to turn it around that you can be victorious from your adverse moments that's what vulnerability is and people can kind of go You've seen a progression in social media of people being coming more vol. I had to do it at a coaching position because people were when they would come to me early doors when I went online. Oh James, we can't relate to you. You're you're this magical figure, pretty much like Zeus. You're on this mountaintop. You're not asked, you're you're not as, we can't relate to you one bit. Like that's not me. I'm not creating, I'm not saying I'm better. I'm not creating this, this aspect of I'm better than you. You're creating this divide yourself. It doesn't exist. I'm not better than you. I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to build building blocks. That has made me to go up the mountain. So I did that vulnerability to, to, to squash the void of kind of going, okay, you can't relate to that on the wall. You can't relate to that on the wall. What can I do to fill the void and, and showcase me as the person of, yes, one aspect of me happened to be an athlete. And that's what I use now because the podcast, I've used a, a tagline of an athlete is a mindset. It's, it's not physical stature. It's, people have that illusion that it is. It's like, no, it's a mindset. It's You, you become what you believe you are. It's as simple as that. It's, it's not. It's not as easy as I make it out to be. But it's little by little, by you know, confidence, self-esteem, uh, behavior, habits, um, motivation. You name it. It builds all that, and you you you've got this this presence. Uh, somebody reminded me of this the other week of a. I'd love to have the motivation that you have. Sometimes that's fake. It's an illusion that I've created externally. of um, I can maybe sometimes be in different camps of fake it till you make it, or I do the work. Fake it till you make it work. Because if people have that illusion that, oh, James has got shit together, I want to do that. It's like, you no, know, it's because I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to be vulnerable myself to experience the bad so i've got a greater understanding of of okay if i have this emotion emotional reaction to to whatever's occurred okay what's the big deal of it because i have a choice of uh and i'm watching a tiktok the other day of i'm going to call it um a gandhi figure i can't remember what the name of the person is he said you got two choices you can be angry or you can be happy what do you want to do? I, I know for the majority of people, people, want to be happy. So I've I've probably had a 180 degree turn in terms of self-development, my view towards meditation, you name it. What I had maybe 10, 15 years ago, I'm, I've been willing to rip it up and kind of go, okay, let's try it. It might not work. I might not like it. I'll give it a first attempt and, and see if, if I don't. If I don't do something else, say it. Same with Pilates and yoga are willing to give it a shot or oh, quite like this. Let's keep doing it. Um, and then go from there. That's where we are to the present day. Brilliant. Let me bring this through and um,
0: ask you the question. That everyone gets asked at this point. Uh, James, what is it that makes you a bit
1: stingle? For me, Andrew, it's, it's, it's showing up for my, for my uh, communities so or fellow amputees that I work with of, if it doesn't, it don't matter if I'm at fifty percent, sixty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent. I won't say I'm ever at hundred percent because that would be unrealistic. It's reminding myself that I might not be at going at hundred percent every single day. But hey, you need to show up. You need to do. It could be video. It could be podcasts. It could be written content. It could be Facebook Lives. You give 110%. Be- oh, I shouldn't say 100 I hate that. I hate that <laughs> saying. I give everything that I've got in in that delivery uh, of of that production to serve other people. Perfect. Thank you, James. And if people
0: need want to find out more about you, track you down, what should they do? Where should they
1: look? For- uh, you can find me via my website at jamesowenrobots.com or you can listen to my podcast, the mindset athlete podcast on apple podcast spotify amazon music or anywhere that you listen to podcasts
0: excellent well i'll stick those things in the um show notes as well and obviously anybody listening got the info thing pick that up but um thank you so much james it's been an absolute pleasure having you on great hearing you all just that connection from your from your parents through to you all the way through and, and how you've i love that bit you said about the fact that how you've actually learned more in the last 10 years Outside of the athlete world than
1: in, um, and how how that mindset shifts. It's, bu- it's a bubble, so it's not yeah. it's not real. It's not real life. To say. So it's a, to a certain extent, it's toxic. And yes, from a positive, everybody's pushing in the same direction. But I've learned probably more from interactions with people's lives than I did in sport is very similar. This this, this the journey is so similar that. It's 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 more like a factory setting than anything else. It's like pfft, pfft, just banging these <laughs> things out. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Uh, wish you all the best for the future. My and pleasure.
0: thanks yeah. and same to you. These podcasts are not necessarily here to give you all the answers. I want you to think about what's been said, what's come up, and how you might apply that to your own situation. And if you've enjoyed it, then please subscribe to the podcast and, of course, share it on the social media platforms. And so more people get a chance to hear what's going on. Thanks very much for listening. My name's Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment. And I want you to enjoy your business so much, it makes your bits tingle.